The Dental Download Podcast is your source for insight into dental school, conversations with dentists, specialists, and leaders in the industry. With new episodes every Monday morning, I'm your host, Haley Schultz. Let's get into this week's episode. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everyone. So we have another guest here today. I'm going to let Josie introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Josie. I'm a D4 at Marquette University School of Dentistry. Um, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, so I'm a Midwest transplant now. (laughs) And I know you also have mentioned a little bit about kind of mentorship that you do and you're working to even expand on. So I definitely want to talk about that today, as well as your experience at Marquette and some like reflections on dental school as a whole. But do you have anything notable, I guess, that you can share for like making the most of dental school? That's kind of where I'm at right now. Like any advice for us dental students? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So This might seem um, kind of like a little bit of overkill sometimes, but you know how you, when you go into clinic and you guys will all get to that point um, and similar, I'm not so much because you kind of just want to go home and you have all the PowerPoints, you have everything in front of you. Right. Um, But when you go into clinic, everything becomes a lot of uh, just experiences, right. With floor docs, with your patients and a lot happens in that morning and afternoon appointment. So I would say the best thing that I can recommend to you is possibly, you know, after your day, like maybe make a little reflection. It doesn't have to be anything super long, but like, for example, today I had a very medically compromised patient and one of my floor docs just threw a lot of extra information at me that I wouldn't have known otherwise, you know, it's stuff they don't teach us at school and you think you'll remember and you probably won't. So just write it down. Uh, keep it with you and just review it from time to time. Maybe even like start a Google doc with your friends, share it and like add to it as you go. Honestly, that's a really good idea. And I was just thinking about that as I'm like getting ready to go to clinic because during lectures, they'll obviously say a bunch of stuff that's not always the most relevant, but then they also (laughs) throw in like success rates of like implants in this place or like (laughs) these materials. And I'm like, okay, that I want to know so I can make the right decisions when I'm treatment planning. So I want to like write those down before I start so I can better like present things to my patients. No, it's really important. Um, Like for example, today, one of my patients, like he had not, you know, he recently was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And also we noticed that he had like asymptomatic peripical periodontitis But my, you know, the floor doc just kind of asked him, Hey, do you have a sinus strip? And he said that his nurse had basically been telling him that it had happened ever since he started heart failure, probably. And it's probably something that he can cure from just, you know, going in, getting his RCT done, things like that. So 
just learning how to manage patient expectations and learning, you know, little things that you can ask your patients better, even writing those things down. That's helpful. And also looking back, I was like, I guess like what were some of your involvements in dental school? Were you in any orgs or did you do things outside of dental school? Yeah. So it's really funny because my husband and I are very different. We're both in dental school and I would say I'm very involved in the sense of like always wanting leadership positions because I like to be, you know, part of changes and he kind of just likes to be in orgs. So both are okay. But sometimes he would be like, well, what are you going to get out of just constantly giving so much to an organization? And I can tell you that even though like you're not getting paid, you're not doing any of those things, you get so many like uh, life lessons and you get so many skills. Um, So I would say I was part of ASDA. Uh, I was part of the I led the personal personal finance committee and the practice management committee at some point or another. And um, I was also part of the Hispanic Student Dental Association. So and and uh, SNDA as well. So those are my big orgs. And I don't think dental school would have been the same without it. You know, you get to meet people, you get to do really fun events. And sometimes it just makes things worth it when things get really hard. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. And it's funny, my boyfriend says the same thing. Like I'm always doing <laughs> stuff for Azza and he's like, you're not being paid for this like why but I love it (laughs) exactly they just see it from this totally different perspective and I don't know if you agree Haley but like just even event planning knowing what it takes to get people together to motivate groups to just um, figure out what makes entire groups tick and how you can get people to put forth effort at the same time to get something done like that is a skill that takes practice if you didn't know so Definitely a time. You'll never get this time again in dental school. I know we seem really busy, but you will never, ever get this time again. So just use it. Yeah, I totally agree. Like we might as well, like we're never going to be students again. So like you have a different type of schedule when you're a student and a different, like it's different levels of stress and different things on your plate, but you can really like make the most of time if you want to. But I know like everyone likes doing different types of things. Like I wouldn't be doing all the student org involvement if I didn't actually like it. And I do like, I'm not doing it just for a resume. It's cause I like actually enjoy it. And I think that's important. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like, I'm kind of nerdy about that stuff and I really want to own a practice, you know, in the future. So I felt like this is such a fun way to practice all of those things that you're going to need later on, you know? So if that's your thing, highly recommend. Yeah. I guess looking at your future, do you have any, plan set in stone yet? Are you still kind of seeing what opportunities are out there? What are you thinking? Well, I've had a job lined up since February. Um, COVID kind of put a wedge in a lot of my plans. (laughs) Uh, I was a business major before I was a dental student. So for me, I always felt like I felt comfortable with that side. So I kind of wanted to come out of dental school and like, you know, be swinging out of the gates And that's kind of why I really wanted to go to a more clinical school. So I felt like a safe beginner. But then with COVID, you know, construction prices went up, everything went up. (laughs) So um, I'm kind of glad that it happened because you guys, you never, you know, you don't know what you don't know. So it's really important to take your time and it's okay if you have setbacks. Um, I'm excited for this job. 
So I'm looking forward to that and sharing that with you guys and seeing how it goes. Like I'll share the good stuff and the bad stuff on my Instagram. So I'll be totally honest. <laughs> yeah. For people don't that don't know, I've been following you since definitely before I even had like a dent, like before I was even in dental school and I'm finishing my second year now. And like I saw you at one of the ASDA pre-dent days when I was a pre-dent. So definitely been following your journey. So it's cool to see you graduating and like entering into that new phase of working. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to make it fun and exciting for you guys rather than just me like going on about my day. So if you guys have any suggestions as what you want, as far as what you want to see, um, just let me know. Happy to share. And you mentioned that Marquette, one of the things that drew you to go there was that it's more clinically oriented for people that maybe aren't familiar with Marquette. Can you kind of describe the program there, what the student life is like, just like a little overview? Yeah. So Marquette, I would say is one of these schools that, um, they, they really try to get you into a practicing mindset very early on. So, I mean, even as a D1, you're already seeing patients by doing cleanings. And it's, you know, you might not be prepping on real patients, um, but you are doing things that require you to get very comfortable with your, with your hand skills and, you know, in direct vision, being in a clinical setting, all of those, which, all of those um, skills, which are extremely important. There's also like a very big shadowing component with those that first year. So something that I learned honestly more by just being around an upperclassman, you know, I had a great D4 that helped me out a ton. Shout out to David. He probably um, <laughs> are having a great time practicing actual dentistry. But um, I think that's one of the things that drew me to Marquette, right? Everybody has different goals. There are some schools that are so much more research oriented or they're more didactic. And so you just have to kind of know what your end goal is. And that's how you're going to be at your right choice school. So that's extremely important. I know we go on and on about like tuition and location and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, it's like, figure out what your end goal is and think about what it's going to take to get there for a school. And um, Marquette was that for me, I guess, life-wise. Marquette is in Milwaukee and Milwaukee happens to be very close to Chicago. So for someone who's from a big city, you know, like Miami, I really appreciated having a bigger city that I could drive to, but also got really used to my 15 minute commutes. <laughs> so now when I go home, it's kind of hard, but um, yeah, Milwaukee just is like this cute town that is so underrated. And I think it has a little bit to offer for everyone. So definitely check it out if you're around. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed so you don't have to download the new Bumble now. Good summary. Thank you. I just I feel like some people listening I feel like especially with COVID, because like the as the pre-dental days and things all went virtual, people kind of like expanded their horizons of like what schools they would consider, like maybe further across the country and stuff. So I feel like now people are probably applying like even more broadly. Like I know I kind of limited to like the Midwest, which is why I still applied to Marquette because I'm from Michigan, but like I wouldn't have really applied to places on like 
the West Coast and everything, but maybe now people are even more willing because they have more exposure and they're more drawn to like specifics about programs they might not have been familiar with. Yeah, I think that's so cool because there are so many schools that I think are like an underrated locations and sometimes people just rule them out for that. Like I know that places like Creighton and Kansas, like they have great programs and, you know, people are just not looking. And I I think it'll, you know, be really, really awesome if you guys just like open your minds and just try seeing yourself somewhere else for a little bit for four years and think about neighboring areas too. You know, you can always jump back and forth. Yeah. I have a friend that goes to UNMKC and like, I would never have thought of going to Kansas City for dental school. Yeah. Like, I see her posts and, like, their program looks so excellent. And I'm like, people just overlook things if they're not from the area. They're like, oh, I'd never go XYZ place. But it's worth looking into, like you said. It definitely, definitely is. Yeah, I learned more about, you know, different schools when I just met up with a couple of other dental students this past May. I did breakaway seminars. Um, last year. uh, And that's basically for those of you who don't know, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, my cat's going crazy. Um, (laughs) For those of you who don't know, it's a great, great seminar for anyone that's like looking to own a startup or a practice. And I actually saw a couple of current dental students too. And it was a great networking experience, something you guys should look into as well while you're in dental school. Is that through a specific company or could they just like Google the name of that and it would come up? Yeah, they can Google the name of that. It's by uh, Dr. Scott Luna and he's incredible. Like this, this guy, he's like figured out life and um, he, you know, he just has so much wisdom about how systems work and things like that practice management wise. So definitely look that up um, if you want to. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was your mentoring and when you got involved in social media and everything, what was the passion and kind of the mindset behind it when you started? So when I started, there were literally like three YouTubing dental students. That's it. That's all that was there. And I think it was like Laura Vaughn and Brittany and Dentistry and then um, Pat. And those were like the OGs. And I was just like, oh my gosh, but I've never seen anybody like truly, truly talk about like their interview experience or things like that. So I decided to take a risk and (laughs) I wanted to document my interview time and whether I got into a dental school or not, I wanted to showcase that because I wanted people to get a better idea of what that was like. And I didn't realize that it would actually be received well. (laughs) So I was just very happy to do it. And like, coming from where I'm coming from, you know, I, I wasn't really like I was raised in a low socioeconomic household. I wanted to show people that it could be done if it could. So um, yeah, that was my motivation behind it. Yeah. And if anyone's listening, this is a little bit off of that topic, I guess, but what would be your advice to people that like have doubts of if they can make it in dentistry or like if they don't have mentors or people in dentistry that look like them or come from backgrounds like them do you have any encouragement I definitely do you guys I was the girl on SCN literally like single tier you know a lot of people sometimes do have and it's incredible for them and obviously you want you're happy for your peers as well 
um, they have like moms or dads or uncles that they can reach out to or know about dentistry. I personally didn't have any of that. I personally am the first one to graduate college in my family in the U S and, um, I can tell you that I definitely wasn't sure if I could do dental school. I wasn't sure if I had enough hand skills, you know, that I'm, I think I'm creative, but I was never like Picasso. And I, <laughs> I was a choir kid, not a band kid. Like, you know, all of these things that I felt were strikes against me. <laughs> and, you know, the more, the more you do, and the more you talk to people, the more you'll feel better. I think I went to like a bunch of free dental days. And even if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, here's another one. No, you'll always find people that I will explain to you. Oh my, no, I was not great at waxing. And somehow I balanced myself or, um, everyone levels out things that I just kept hearing over and over and over every time at a pre-dental day, or when I talked to an advisor, things like that, those things were actually true. They came true. So, um, I'm here to tell you that if you get into dental school, it's because they know that you have some kind of passion. You have some kind of drive that's going to get you through. People think it's just like stats or whatever it is. Your stats are important. Yes. But they want to see some kind of uh, like pizzazz, some kind of perseverance in there because dental school is hard. I don't care who you are. Every one of my classmates has had a struggle at some point. And it just depends on when, right? All you need to have is like that ability to say, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do this. So don't think of yourself as like, oh, I'm not good enough. I won't make it. Just think of like, have I acquired enough skills to like push myself through those hard moments? That's really good advice. And it's good advice for what I was going to talk about next, like any tips for people applying to dental school. So that kind of covered a lot of like the mindset, I guess, and like the self-doubt. But do you have any like interview tips or application tips that you want to share? Yes. So I think a lot of people get super bogged down if their like math score is very low (laughs) or if, you know, where to focus on if they're retaking an exam, a DAT. Here's what I can tell you from what I know. And obviously I'm not an advisor, so take everything with a grain of salt. From what I know, reading, if you're, if you're trying to decide, okay, I'm in crunch time and you're trying to bring up like a random score, like reading or math, not just your sciences, choose reading because um, those scores are actually tied to how well schools feel that you will do on your board exam. There, there seems to be some kind of correlation. So if you're in a crunch time and you want to improve one or the other, do that. Figure out what what cutoffs exist for schools. A lot of schools can either be holistic or there are a lot of schools that will literally have a quantity cutoff. Do not waste your time if you are from an out-of-state area and then all of a sudden you want to apply to a school that has a very heavy in-state acceptance. Make sure you look at that. It's so, so important. Um, if you want, I think there's like literally uh, AdSAS or Adia. They have like an online database. You can look up to see all of those stats for a school. I know that a bunch of people share like spreadsheets of those stats for schools, but that database literally has them updated. So take a look at it, see if it's heavy in-state acceptance, take a look at your prereqs, do you have them all? Are you going to be willing to maybe take a course 
once you get in, right? Because you don't have it for school or whatever it is. So those are, I guess, like my main key points that I think a lot of times people want to apply to places and they're like, oh, I, I either need to apply to 15 or I'm only applying to one. Be moderate with yourself, but also be strategic, right? So no, in-state or out-of-state, um, if you have a lot of college courses instead of university courses, do they accept those? Some schools don't. So make sure you look at all of those things. I really like all of that. And it's great that you gave like tangible things that they can specifically double check to make sure they're all good. <laughs> so I'm sure that'll be useful to people. You did talk about how reading correlates with boards and that triggered my mind to ask a little about <laughs> bit about your boards experience. Did you do yeah. the two part? Did you do the integrated so I did the two parts. So I might not be as helpful for this section, but what I, what I will tell you is once Greg takes his IMBD, <laughs> I'll definitely help out more. But from what I've heard, honestly, people have been having a great experience with IMBD and it's very much clinically related. So I think it, you know, once you get into clinic, don't think about just like, oh, what's the minimum I can do to just coast or just be like ready to graduate. Think about the fact that you have boards coming up or like maybe you'll get sick like I did and you should be getting ahead. Okay. So, yeah. And then what was your clinical boards experience? I don't know which um, testing company you went through for your state. Um, So we do Prometric and it's J and CDE. Oh, clinical boards. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So clinical boards, we have CDCA, ADEX. Okay. So I, my experience with that was actually that it's so much less stressful than our actual practicals. That's honestly what it felt like. There's, um, so there's things called CFEs and that's kind of like the people that walk around and make sure you're doing all the right things. And yeah, your school's going to do a really good job of preparing you for that. Um, just know that when you're taking practicals in dental school, they're going to be extra tough on you because they have to be by the time you get to your actual clinical boards, you'll feel like, okay, am I in the wrong place? (laughs) Everyone is extremely nice. It's, you know, it's a high stress situation because you are spending a lot of money. So make sure you save up for that. And then everything is paced out pretty well. As I would say my biggest tip for anyone taking clinical boards is read the manual for logistics. You know how to do the rest. Like, you know how to prep, you know how to, you know what the dimensions are. Surprisingly enough, I think when people didn't do well, it was really because they missed logistical things. And that sounds crazy, but that's what it is. I feel like that's a nice testament to how well Marquette prepared you clinically, because I've heard from other students that like took CDCA this year that it was like so specific and that a lot of people didn't pass and things. So perhaps like you guys just are that prepared. So that's really good. (laughs) I I think it's honestly, I think like the (laughs) terror, we're like kind of terrorized a little bit when we take actual practicals, to be honest. Um, It's a very, very specific high stress environment. So I think by the time you take something like CDCA, it really is like, if something didn't go right was maybe it was like a time related thing, or it was because you were way too close to like, you know, what they were saying was acceptable or not. Um, one of the things that does happen with a clinical exam is they'll send you back. I think for the endopros, they send us back pictures. So, um, 
basically Marquette would go ahead and sit down with us for, you know, a lunch session every so often for different sections and then say, this is what people failed on. And this is what you can succeed on. So there are photos that you can see of what's passing, what's not. So as far as like being clear, it'll be there. So just, just to take, I I mean, for me, I was just so stressed because it was like nothing I had ever taken. You, you can't like make that up, even though you have those practical things like that. You're just like, Oh my God, this is a whole new world, a whole new language when it comes to like how the day will run. Mm-hmm. And when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I guess two more things I want to talk about. I want to talk about Decode Dental. But before we talk about that, do you have any advice for the job search process? I don't know what your specific experience was. I know you said you did find a job, but do you have any advice for people like me that are approaching third year? Like I'll probably start looking maybe this time next year or something. Yeah. Okay, so one of the best things that I think you can do is listen to, number one, listen to podcasts like these. Um, This is like a great resource. But honestly, if you don't know what's happening in the world of dentistry, you don't know if someone's trying to take advantage of you. So little things like actually, I've spoken to a lot of people that really didn't know much about the hygiene shortage, right? So maybe when they were going and searching for jobs, they were kind of okay taking jobs where they were maybe being taken advantage of a little bit by someone who isn't willing to pay a hygienist the exorbitant fees that are happening right now. So things like that, um, that's important. You need to be up to date with what's happening in the dental world because you're going to be out there and you're going to be part of it now. So um, podcasts are a great way to do it if you don't have time to like look up news otherwise. Uh, another big thing was, you know, figuring out your non-negotiables. Um, are you going to do a GPR before you get a job, right? If you're not, then are you ready to jump into a practice by yourself? Are you going to be ready if somebody has a medical emergency in your office and, you know, you're it. So your school does prepare you for a lot of things, but know your limits and know, you know, what you're going to be comfortable with. No matter how good the money is, you guys, you will have so much time to make good money, especially like that first year out. When you have people throwing bonuses at you, things like that, read what the bonuses entail, right? Sometimes they want like a two-year commitment. And if you break the bonus, if you break the two-year commitment, you have to pay the bonus back. So you have to have to have to be very careful. Get, I, I would say, you know how people come to your school and they do lunch and learns and you're like, oh my God, is someone taking advantage of me, right? I would definitely say definitely get a lawyer, get a lawyer or get a friend that's almost a lawyer (laughs) and, you know, read over that contract. I understand that like we're not necessarily rolling in money right now, but it's going to be worth it in the end, especially if you're planning to own a practice later on, they're going to try to throw so many things at you. You don't want to be blocked later and not even know it. Yeah. I feel like one of the things that stuck out most to me the first time I heard it, it I'm familiar with it now but it's those non-competes mm-hmm. that like you 
let's say, you know, you want to work in XYZ town in your state, you might not necessarily want to be an associate there if you're planning to then like purchase a practice because you might not be able to be within so many miles of there. So there's like all kinds of little things to keep in mind and to have at least some kind of vision of where you're headed after that first job so you can make a good decision. Yeah, I th- I definitely think like it's crazy because if you're rural, it can be like miles and miles and miles and miles. And if it's urban and it's like small, it can still hinder you a lot. So definitely look into that for sure. And the last thing I wanted to talk about was the new page you just started, Decode Dental. Could you talk a little bit about it and kind of what where it's headed? Yeah, so Decode Dental came about because I just kept throwing out so much information in a couple different areas, you know, whether it was YouTube or Instagram or anywhere else um, or doing interviews like this. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm at the mercy of this. You know, if anything crashes then I can't really just have everything in one place. So I just thought I would make it simple for everyone and just put as many resources as, as I could for free dental students, dental students all in one area. So every so often we'll have blogs updating about like what's new um, in applications, what's new in the dental world. So, and you can actually filter it by whether you're pre-dental or a dental student. There's like a bunch of videos, like there's a video library for pre-dental students, for dental students. Um, and then we're starting to have guest posts on there. One thing I'm really excited about is the dental school quick minute tour. Um, so the first one was Meharry and I'm about to post uh, NYU and it's with the two tooth bros. And so I'm grabbing, you know, students from every school and you'll be able to just get a glimpse of absolutely every single school in one minute. And it'll all be posted on the Deco Dental website and on the Instagram. So definitely check that out if you're interested. Um, and then for dental students, I have things like, you know, how to buy loops, like what it all even means, stuff like that. So definitely check out Deco Dental because it's growing. And one of the biggest things we have is in June, we're launching um, like a dental Spanish terminology uh, learning experience. So you guys are going to be able to interactively like just learn basic dental Spanish terminology that you can use with your patients. That's amazing. That's amazing. Amazing that you started that. And so smart to bring all these things you've worked so hard on together. And then when you were coming up with these new projects to have a home base for them. So that's awesome. Yeah. I'm excited for you guys to, you know, check it out. Yeah. Whenever people ask me about loops, I send them your video. So (laughs) (laughs) direct plug to the views. there. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I was losing my mind when I first (laughs) tried to buy loops and I was like, there's gotta be an easier (laughs) way. So we talked about a ton of great things today that I think pre-dents and dental students will find super useful, but do you have any closing thoughts or words of wisdom that you want to leave listeners with? Absolutely. I would say you guys hear me say this all the time, but get yourself a mentor. Anyone can become your mentor. Literally, as soon as you like spend more time with one person, say, hey, are you willing to mentor me? That would be one thing. Another thing is take some cool CE that is not meant for you. I swear to God, it'll make so much more sense uh, later on, but in the beginning, it'll really open up your eyes again to seeing what's happening out in the real world. Super helpful. And then, yeah, just, I'm going to really push that whole like collaborative Google doc thing for clinic because 
it's been so helpful for me. And I think you guys would really benefit from that. So, and Decode Dental, of course. (laughs) Awesome. So you mentioned Decode Dental on the website, but do you want to mention like your Instagram page and the best place for people to message you if they have questions? Yes. So my DMs are always open guys, whether it's about dental school or applying or even nutrition or fitness. Like, I don't know if you guys know, I've lost like 76 pounds while I was in dental school. So if you guys need help in that, how to balance life also there for you to add Josie dental. So go ahead and send me a message. Don't be shy. (laughs) Thank you so much, Josie. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is a great way to end my day.